Hello, everyone. Welcome back in to the Robin Stew Show here on the Pulse Sports Network. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Do the thing on YouTube. Unfollow, also, follow, get us everything. Follow, follow, like, subscribe, follow. And of course, you're hearing the melodic tones finally back. Uh, while you were gone, Roberto, a lot of stuff happened. Rockers basketball in the toilet. Uh, Eagles lose the Super Bowl combine. Rodgers is gonna be gonna be traded. Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, a, a lot of shit happened while you were gone. Are you doing okay? How was your trip to uh, Costa Rica? I was. It was incredible. I mean, I'm basically Jack Hanna. You know, I was in the uh, I was in the rainforest. Uh, you know, jaguars, pumas, monkeys, alligators. I did it all. Um, I did it all. Listen, somebody had to sit on the beach and drink pina coladas and lay in the pool. And I, I will say one thing. Apparently, it's hot in Costa Rica. Apparently, you're close to the equator. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, yeah, I that got was a absolutely... news. That was a news flash to me when you told me that. Yeah, I got absolutely, and my wife did too. Uh, we got absolutely roasted in that sun. But uh, it, it was just incredible, man. It's it's always cool to see other places, and um, you know the, the the hotel that we stayed at was incredible, and it was an all inclusive. And you know, we went out and did a couple of things. Went out, you know, took a safari. Went out to a rainfall. It was, you know, it's it's not normal, Rob. Right? It's not me gambling twenty four seven. I try to stay off Twitter, so yelling I at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, usually on Twitter, I'm just complaining all day anyway, so. Um, the blood, um, got blood pressure? Read a little bit. Blood pressure pretty good during the whole trip, pretty nice? It wasn't, it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. It was just uh, getting absolutely burnt in the sun, and, you know, when you're drinking in a pool, that always gets you, you know, like the first mm -hmm. day we were there, I'm drinking in the pool, and I'm like, I, this isn't that bad. You know, I could have six or seven beers before dinner. And then you get out of that pool and you're like, not good. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not good. Like me and my wife went back SPF to the room. You need SPF 1500, yeah. okay? Yeah, we had all these plans like, okay, the first night we're going to go to dinner. We both got absolutely wrecked in the pool all day long. Didn't even make it to dinner. Just got back and passed out. Like, just didn't even... You know, that's how it usually goes the first one or two days. But uh, it was cool, man. It was, you know, a really nice time. And uh, listen, you know, can't, you know, can't be a better time of year. Even though the Eagles did lose the Super Bowl, you son of a bitch. You're going to rub that in for the rest I know, of the year. I, I forgot. I, I, you've been gone so long. I, imagine I didn't know if caring, you do. Imagine caring about sports. Imagine doing a podcast with your buddy and you honestly care about sports. It couldn't be me. <laughs> I, I, I just thought you were out of the loop. You're in Costa Rica. You don't have I, – I thought you I, didn't yeah. know. No cell service. No, I appreciate it. We're going to lose half our defense to free agency. Listen, I mean, this is this is being a Philadelphia sports fan. You want to know why I'm always dooming gloom? Well, this is why. Well, you know what? And and don't forget, that I think the big problem for the Eagles' defense, which we'll address at some point in this offseason, is that are you – are you even confident that they're going to be able to go zoom, 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 explosives, zoom, explosives. What an absolute, what an absolute fucking banana he is. <laughs> um, if you didn't see that Gannon when he got introduced with the Cardinals, what a moron. 
But, um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I know the defense is going to take a step back. I mean, I'll pray we hit it in the draft, but that's what we're actually going to open up with tonight. Um, I was trying to keep up last week, obviously. You want me to shut up about it already, the Costa Rica trip. But I did miss a lot of the combine last week. Caught up when I got back on uh, what a disaster that you was. You DVR'd it. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I can't you even lie. I have my notebook. You know, I, I definitely do the art. Taking um, notes. Went, yeah, I went back and watched a little Sunday. I was watching Monday. Um, one of the biggest things to come at it, and one of the most polar, polarizing players is going to be this Anthony Richardson. I mean, listen, you know, the first night of the college football season, me and you and Bobcat, we were at that casino in uh, Boston to win, and I had bet Florida. And Bobcat was screaming at me all day. I can't believe you're going to bet Florida. Uh, Richardson that's also the incredible. night we took. That's also the night we took Syracuse, and they got absolutely destroyed by Louisville. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, CBD. <laughs> well, they, they've made a lot of people homeless, but that, that's besides <laughs> the fact. Um, yeah, no, but you know that night I thought Richardson was incredible in that game. Couple of the plays he made. But just had such an up and down season with Florida. Um, you know, you knew he was a combine guy, right? You know, he's big, he's physical. I, I figured he would test that good. The, the thing is with this combine and the way this Richardson's going to be is you would think he's going to need a year to sit on the bench. You know, he's going to need the Pat Mahomes. He's going to need that kind of old school bringing up, it looks like, where he's not going to be able to start right away. That's not really today's NFL. I mean, what do you think of Richardson? You're very hard on quarterbacks. I'm a lot easier I, on quarterbacks. I, I think he's scammed uh, like a poor man's Scam Newton. Mm. That's what I think he is. Well, Cam Newton was the first player taken in the draft, so you think he should be taken that high? I think he's going to be taken that high. I wouldn't take him that high. I I really I'm not I'm not enamored with any of the quarterbacks per se. Uh, Bobcat gave me a. 20 minute dissertation about Bryce Young the other day. Uh, but look, I, I, I'm not a fan. I think they all do one or two things really well. I'm not really sold on, on a plethora of things. Like when Burrow was coming out, watching Burrow, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy is going to be phenomenal. Um, yes. Not saying none of these guys will be successful. I just don't – I think you're going to have some huge growing pains. Um, and if you don't – with Richardson, he strikes me as somebody, if you don't get him in the right offense, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. I, I do agree. I'll tell you what, the perfect fit to me with Richardson looks like to me the Seattle Seahawks at five. You let Geno start this year again. You know, well, you have K-9 back there. You get that rushing attack with Richardson in there. I, he could be dynamic in that offense. Uh, it, it, it's I, – I if I was Seattle, I would look at if he's available, and I don't know that he will be, but Stroud would be my guy. But I think for where the Seahawks are, I, I'd really look at, you know, I I know he's got some issues, and there's – there's I, I don't know. I, I – I, think reading the tea leaves he's gonna end up coming out of it uh somewhat uh not in jail 
But Jalen Carter's the guy you picked then, oh, I think. Well, that's the home run. Yeah. I mean, that's I, the, I that's if the Lions don't pick Jalen Carter, I, I I don't well, it's gonna be an interesting debate with the Lions too, because they're in a lot of they're in the same spot to me. I think they're a better a, a better Seattle, I should say. I think they're a little ahead of Seattle, but I, I think they're in the same thing of I know you like golf, but this is a chance to get a big time quarterback and store him for a year and let him learn, whether it be Levis, whether it be Shroud whether it be Richardson and develop them. I, I think you're going to see four quarterbacks go in the top 10. Are we not? I, if, if Levis goes top 10, God help whoever picks. You, you got to stop. He the is kids so can throw bad. the football. It, it, he can throw the football all he wants. What, it, like go, go watch the games. Go out. And I don't want to hear, Oh, he did. He didn't have good wide receivers. Listen, these same things were said about Justin Herbert. These same things were said. Justin what? Herbert did not have a good senior year at Oregon. He did not. He did not. I thought Justin Herbert, his senior season, that was more a byproduct of, I thought that offense was just, it, it was poorly coped. I think if you watch Oregon that season, it was, you know, let's get a little bit of a lead, rely on defense. It was a weird team and a weird season overall in the Pac-12 that year. Uh, you're talking about his, his, what was it, his junior year? Or was it? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Because um, the sophomore it, year, he had a big season. A lot like Levis. Levis I, had a big season in 21. And last year, the offensive line, the injuries, Rodriguez was hurt, the running back in some games. I they lost Wondell Robinson to the well, draft. I, you know, it, I, when you're I playing you Youngstown can't. State and you're throwing a bunch of completions to the other team, to the Penguins. Well, listen, I, 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 I don't I know. I don't say, know what to say about that. I, I can't say he did not have a good. He was not good last year. I I can't say that. And when I you watched him good. against SEC defenses, go go turn on the tape from the Georgia game. Go go turn that on. Well, I mean, uh, I mean it's not any getting any easier. It's not getting any easier. And and you watch some of those throws. But here's the it, thing. You're drafting these guys to get better. You're not drafting them for what they hey, are look, right Will, now. Will, Will Levis against air with the shorts on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, he's, yeah, no, he's I, the next I, I, Joe yeah. Montaigne. Okay. Yes. It's Mayo and Cough. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought, I thought some of the, the combine to me, I, I don't know your take on it, but it, cause I know you, you love it. You, you're in, you're in for the 72 hours. Yeah, of it's a, it's a meat market. I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah. You, you know, everybody, you're all about the meat. You know, like you watch, you watch, uh, Biagian Roberts. I mean, guys like him, the running back, they're going to, what was that? Right? Who is that? Biagian? How do you say his name? Biagian? Biagian. There you go. Bijan. Yeah. Bijan. I mean, you know, everybody compares him to Barkley, right? Everybody says he's the next Barkley. I, I got to tell you, you know, my hatred for Penn State. I mean, fucking hatred for Penn State. Saquon Barkley was pretty untouchable in college. I mean, he was one of the best running back prospects I think I've ever seen. I mean, I, I do not think Robinson's on that kind of level. I think Robinson's really good. Um, I don't think he's on Barkley's kind of level. And I just I don't saw him see... as high as 18. Somebody drafted him at 18. 
Uh, in one of the Piper, I mean, uh, McShay the other day said the Eagles should take him at ten. I, 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 I don't know. You know, it's I don't. Just... Th- I don't think, especially this year with the with the running back, and I, I don't know if you've gotten to running backs in your off season oh, deep dive. Yes. Oh, okay. It, it, running back t- this year to me is is super deep. Lo- it's loaded. You... Tank Bigsby. I mean, I could go on at uh, A chain. Where where's Devin A chain going? Oh, Third I love round? him. You know, I love him. Third oh, he round? should go in the second. He could go in the second. Gibbs. I mean. You could go forget about it. It all depends on what you want to do, but running back's not a premier position, right? No. It's just not. And I, 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 unless you're at the back end of the first first round, 20 to 31, 32, I, I, don't, I don't think you can make a good case for taking a running back unless no, it's something that's a complete need. Just like I, I position-wise, and this is a debate me and you have all the time, I really am of the mindset that I don't want to take less premier positions high. So I don't want to see a corner. I don't want to see a tight end. I don't want to see a wide receiver. I don't want to see, uh, you know, a safety, right? I, I I don't want that. What I want is an outside linebacker. I want a D end. I want a tackle or I want a QB. Give me one you're of not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong with that. I mean, I, I really like uh, Christian Gonzalez this year. I mean, he's my favorite cornerback in this draft. Devon Witherspoon, I, I understand the love fest. You know, he was very good last year. But here's my biggest concern, and it's Jeffrey Okuda. It's these big-time Big Ten quarterbacks, okay? How they don't you. face passing offenses. They do not face passing offenses in the Big Ten. Are you trying you to say something about I'm Tanner Morgan? Are you telling me Tanner Morgan is not the top flight quarterback? I mean, that it really does scare me. Big Ten cornerbacks scare me. But Witherspoon, I, listen, everybody loves the intangibles. Everybody, you know, he had a big season last year. Illinois was a surprise last year. This is a really nice cornerback class. Um, if the Eagles draft Joey Porter at 10, put me on suicide watch. He'll have to call a hotline because I will be furious if he's I, I don't mind if they pick him late in the first round that's fine to me not a top 10 quarterback okay it's gonzalez or it's witherspoon i have gonzalez over him i really like gonzalez but i think gonzalez is gone by the time we get to 10 i, I really do i think he's that good the way he flips his hips the way he moves you know he left colorado went to oregon it wasn't an issue for him in oregon i mean just just a really good football player when you watch him now, now, don't give me Nolan Smith, but who's the guy that impressed you coming out of the combine? Don't give me Nolan Smith. I don't want to hear Nolan Smith. Who surprised me? I was surprised that Addison didn't test as well as he did. You've seen me on Twitter. I really love Jordan Addison. I think he's wide receiver one in this draft, but he didn't have the greatest testing at the combine. That's probably going to hurt him. Um, he's probably going to drop lower in the first round. I guarantee you the Giants pick him and he becomes a good player, or Dallas picks him and he becomes a good player. Um, I, I would not like to see him in the NFC East. He kind of surprised me, though. I, I was hoping for more for him from him uh, at the Combine. I really was. Um, the Northwestern tackle, um, Pete, forget me Sikorsky. trying to pronounce that last Sik- name. Sikorsky, is it? Yeah, nice Italian kid, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> uh, his measurables were not good. A lot of scouts see him moving to guard in the NFL. I feel like he's kind of in between. I mean, you watched him at Northwestern. He's a very good player. I'm not like the biggest O-line guru. I mean, I, I think that's really a hard position to kind of tell how guys set their feet, how guys move. Um, but you listen to a lot of the, you know, scouts that I listen to and the 16 draft podcasts that I listen to every day because I'm, you know, uh, have a uh, mental illness. <laughs> but um, everybody sees him moving inside. Um, the tackle from Ohio State, Paris, I, I thought he had a nice combine. I saw the Eagles are going to have an official visit with him. I kind of like him. Um, I like him on the right side a little bit more. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, nobody really blew my socks off at the combine, I'd say. But, you know, you you listen to these scouts. This is a decent draft. This isn't a great draft. You know, there's some really nice players in the top 10 to 15. And then it just kind of – there's some middle players. But this isn't a stellar draft, I'd say. Well, we're going to be doing a lot more draft coverage, a lot more stuff coming down the pike. But we got to talk about the – the big monster in the room, college basketball. We're almost at the tournament. It starts next weekend. Let's go, Selection baby. Sunday. Let's go. Counts are loaded. Now, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, be ready, folks, because we will have Eric Haslam on these airwaves, on your YouTube, and we'll be talking some March Madness. We'll be looking at the brackets, giving some plays, maybe taking a – taking a little step out there towards being, I don't know, touts. I don't know your thoughts. Uh, listen, $20 a card, uh, hit me in my DMS freehold raceway. Stu's going to have the full analysis. Oh yeah. Uh, took a whole pool there in the thick four. So if you're looking yeah, for yeah, the entire college, pool, I got, I took it down. Yeah. If you're looking for college basketball or freehold raceway Friday and Saturdays, hit us up. Yeah. No, absolutely. hundred percent. We're going to be doing a live seminar from the Chili's across the street from Freehold <laughs> and also signing, uh, signing autograph copies of the program. So we, we should, we should drop that information the week we're doing it, but, uh, yes, that that's in the works. Yeah, come, come see us, uh, free spring God. rolls and queso dip. Maybe Swift will stop by. Absolutely. Listen, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, listen. We'll know. get we'll get him to uh, we'll get him to post it in between the um, the tweets about uh, Mandaloon and <laughs> we'll moonlighting as a detective. The whole yeah, nine. yeah, the whole nine. But uh, man, uh, my team is is picking up steam. I like the way we finished the season. Got the double buy in the Big Ten tournament. This is Izzo, right? I mean, this 25... is Izzo. 25 straight years and guard plays working out. The Spartans guard plays is really coming alive. Michigan state historically it goes how the guards are going. That's just the bottom line. It's a guard driven offense, guard driven defense. Um, not really much on the big men. I'm pleased with it. Rutgers big victory today over uh, uh, I don't, I don't know who the school is. It's it's yeah, a small school. Small M or something. I don't yeah. Small Central. M. Yeah. yeah Lowercase M. M. Lowercase M Michigan. The fighting Harbaugh's. Yes. Jesus khaki pants. What the what the hell happened to Jawan Howard? Like, I look at that team, and I know a lot of I bet him today. Uh you look at the team and you go, okay, 
Bufkin is going to be a projected lottery guy. Jet Howard is a projected lottery guy. Uh, Dickinson's a All-American. He's a pain in the ass. Oh, he's he's an asshole. But yeah, he's he's a Christian Leitner type, like just a pain yes. in the ass. You can't stand. Him. Yes, that, that round ball podcast is complete AIDS. Uh, Horrible. Those... Robin Sue. Yeah, round ball, I yeah. mean it, yeah. it ratios. Yeah, but I how, how you have that talent? How how do how do you end up like this? I heard a stat today. If you take away the COVID year, outside of the COVID year. 55 and 41 at Michigan. Uh one other tournament appearance. Yeah, no, he's he's you know, besides that big run, he really has oh, and once one slap on Greg Gard. One slap. Yeah, one slap. He apologized. He apologized. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were very odd this year. I, I thought they were gonna have a better year, Michigan. They were kind of two teams that were very similar, where in the middle of the season, you thought Rutgers and Michigan were going to have decent years. Each of them kind of fell on their faces down the stretch. I thought the line today was very odd. It was three and a half, then it was three, and then all of a sudden, about two hours before the game, I checked the line, it was down to two and a half. I said, something doesn't smell right here, because Rutgers hasn't played well in a month. I mean, they've played shit ball. Um so I was not confident in Rutgers winning, though. I would have never bet them today. But I thought the line told the story there. I mean, it only going down to two and a half. Like you said, Michigan, it kind of peaked. They weren't playing 100%, very up and down. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Howard next year. You know, he's almost in the same spot Harbaugh was after the first couple of seasons. It's like, okay, you know, everybody thought he was the coach, coach of the future, this and that. And then now everybody's, eh kind of mixed bag of emotions there. No, I agree 100%. I, I'm interested to see how he does next year without Dickinson, and we'll see if Buffkin comes back. I doubt it, but, you know, he'll have Jet Howard. He'll have some recruits, and your, your Scarlet Knights, is do they make a run? I, I see Ohio State's making a little bit of a run. Beat Wisconsin, beat Iowa today. Yeah, I don't know. You run? know – you know, to be honest with you, I think most Rutgers fans going into the year, we all thought it was going to be a step back year. You know, you lose Geo, you lose Harper. Um, you know, Samson stepped in. He played well today. He's very up and down, but he's a freshman. I mean, today he got hot. Uh, you know, Cliff's been pretty good in the middle. Okay, he up and down. McConnell, great defender. He can't really score. That's Rutgers' issue. They can't score the basketball. I mean, but, you know, Rutgers wants to – somebody had the perfect tweet today. They want to make you look like you don't know how to play basketball. They're never going to look great, right? They're never going to look like the dominant team. But they want to make you frustrated. And, you know, that's how they win these games. I mean, Michigan almost went like 10 minutes today during the game without scoring a point. Yeah, I, think, I think they only wins. had like two buckets in the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, you'll know tomorrow at 12 o'clock. You'll know about 12.30, the first 10 minutes into the Purdue game. If Purdue's hitting from outside, we're in big trouble. But if Purdue struggles a little bit shooting from the outside, we can dominate them on the inside. We've already beat them once this year. Um, I think they're the last team that – I think Rutgers is the last team Purdue wants to see because we're just a pain in the ass to them. Now, I say this, we'll probably lose by 25 and barely get into the tournament. 
but it should be a fun matchup tomorrow. I, I see a line here plus five and a half Rutgers. That seems a little light. I was thinking more seven, seven and a half, eight. Um, we'll have to see tomorrow when the line officially comes five out. Five and a half is a deadly number. That yeah, is that, a that deadly seems number. Fishy. That seems fishy. I, I don't see a line yet on the Michigan State I, game. That's going to move. It's going to yeah, move. The only thing I see right now is 138 and a half for the over-under. I like the over at 138 and a half, to be honest with you. But then again, this is the Big Ten. Um, I'll tell you a team I kind of like tomorrow. We're going to put this out Friday morning. I like Temple at plus five. I think Temple's a pretty decent team. I think Cincinnati's a little overrated. I think they fell off a little bit. I like Temple in this game, get five tomorrow. I also like on here, I was looking through the card. I kind of like Iowa State at Kansas. I think Kansas is a touch overrated. Well, I just with those have... self, it, it, Kansas doesn't really need to win anything. I mean, it, it, this is really a meaningless tournament for them. Yeah, Iowa State, the way they played Baylor today and just really dominated most of that game and then pulled away in overtime. And Baylor definitely wanted that game. Oh, yeah. And Iowa State, and you, you go back um, even right before the tournament, I, Iowa State's last game, they, they pulverized, they just crumpled, uh, I think it was TCU, I want to say. They, they I think just, you're right. They just crumpled them right before, right before the tournament, and that's what their up. big guy, uh, uh, Gilly Gil, Gillis Gilfoy, whatever his name is, got kicked off the team. He was their top scorer, and Iowa State looks like they're just a brand new team. I, I don't know. I, I look at it. I, I kind of agree with you that Iowa State might be the play there. I, I'll give you a team, um. I, I East Carolina is bad. I think Houston first half. Houston first half. That's I really like Houston first half. Yeah, I, now, I hate, that's another I team that East really East doesn't. I, I I don't know that that's a team that really necessarily has much to play for. Like they're they're in they're in yeah. the tournament. Like it's whatever, but. I'm interested to see what the line is on that. I don't have it out yet, but I'm interested to see tomorrow too. I think that Duke Miami game's got a lot of buzz tomorrow. I really like that. I think that's a good matchup. I think the line screams Duke, but I also get nervous with Duke because they're such a national team. I feel like Vegas always gives them, you know, treat. I don't want to say that I feel like Vegas and the Sharps know that they can get the public money on Duke. You know, and an average Joe goes to the sports well, book. Oh, I'm going to bet Duke I think over Duke, Miami. Duke, too, has been a lot better the past few weeks. They They've have. Been a They've lot really better. been playing better of late. No, they have. You know, the they line, a... looking at the number, not even the matchups, the number screams to me, Duke, looking yes. at the number. It really does. Uh, so I might lay the three and a half tomorrow with that. Um, how about next week? Why don't, why don't we throw out one future to the people, you know, your long shot play for the tournament next week. Do you have anything in mind? Anything you've been looking at for a long shot play for the winner of the NCAA tournament? You know, I am looking through and I'll give you. Ah, I'm looking at the list. So I, I truly believe I'm of the group that loves 
Houston. I think Houston. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there's there's this horse race in Saturday Secretariat. I really <laughs> like that in the eighth. Stu had ten to show on American Pharaoh in the Belmont. Yeah. Ace yeah. fucking Rothstein over here. <laughs> now I'll give you um, I'll give you a dark horse team. I like TCU. I like okay. TCU to make right. a run. I think they present a lot of matchup problems for a lot of teams. If they if they're playing right, if they're shooting from the outside, they're healthy. Mike Miles is is phenomenal. One of the, I mean that that kid can play. Um, I I like the Horn Frogs. Plus, it doesn't hurt. You know, history's on their side a little bit. Went to the national championship game. I mean, let's let's go here. Giddy That's up. That's true. I'd say a long shot play. I like. I'm going to put it in. I like Baylor plus seventeen hundred. It's plus sixteen hundred in some books. Plus eighteen. I see plus seventeen hundred. I, I I'm worried about Baylor. I, I oh, that's why you're getting them at this price, no doubt about it. Um, I I I look at Baylor and I just go. It, it, there was those reports that Keontae George was fighting with, uh, Mayer and Cryer and all those guys and having some issues. I I don't know. I, I don't know what to read with that team, but it's certainly not the team we saw, um, what was it, two years ago now? Mm, I think so, or Last yeah. year. Uh, no, two, two years, years ago. ago. Two yep. years ago, I thought so. Yeah, Baylor's to me a little bit of a long shot play. And maybe Duke a little bit, at plus 4,000, I don't know. I mean, I'm not it a big Duke guy. a shot. I like riding teams that are hot coming into the into the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Like just Listen, generally you never know. playing well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, me and me and Stu had St. Peter's last year for, you know, a six million dollars. No, for sure. Um, but no, you, you never know who's gonna go on those kinds of runs. I wish. Oh. Um before we wrap Tampa it up, Bay. let's get into yeah, a Tampa little Bay. bit. Yeah, let's get into a little bit Saturday. You know, this is a great time of year for horse racing. Me and Stu obviously love the horses. Um, but the Tampa Bay Derby Saturday. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. They got a lot, a lot of horses in the field. The race itself came up light. A lot of tomato cans in this race. Who's really surprised? But, you know, I, it is the Tampa Bay Derby. It's going to get a lot of attention on Saturday. It's got good points. Um, listen, the heavy favorite in here, Tappet Trice for Todd Fletcher. I mean, probably going to be a three to five. I'm going to be honest with you. There's no way I'm taking Fletcher at three to five in one of these derby prep races. Um, he does win them a lot. You know, I'm not going to say he doesn't. Um, he's coming off a huge win at Golfstream. Horse looked great in that race, hard to knock. To me, I'm going to hope that he bounces. That's one thing, big thing I like, especially with these three-year-olds, especially when they come off a career, you know, be best race ever. I think there's a really good chance for the bounce. Um, no Lasix this time. They had Lasix on them last time at Golfstream. I don't know if that really helped them or obviously, you know, the horse is just getting that much better. You know, the horse is a $1.3 million purchase. So he's going to be the heavy favorite in there. Obviously, I like a long shot in this race. I'm going to tell you who I like. I like Classic Car Wash. Oh, okay, you motherfucker. I, I was about to say Classic Car Wash would would be the the one I, I i don't think i don't think you can win it from my perspective but i would certainly use them as like an exacta like a cold exacta yeah yeah i mean you know obviously you're gonna have to use them underneath because you know uh, 
you know, what are the odds you're going to beat Pletcher? But I'm going to take a shot and beat him here. He debuted him at Golfstream last year in July. He took a little money in that start. He wasn't terrible. He broke from the outside. You know, it wasn't horrible. They gave him a rest. They brought him back in December, got him ready, ran off in that maiden race, was really good that day. Then they brought him back in a state bread and stretched him out on the synthetic. Now, Cassie's big with putting his horses on the turf. Um, to me, I compare the turf a lot to synthetic. It's just the way I handicap. Some people do, some people don't. Um, he was phenomenal that day, stretching out to a mile and 70, did it easy on the front end and jog. They had Lasix on him that day, took the Lasix off, brought him back to Tampa for the Sam F. Davis. I thought he came late. I didn't think he raced bad that day. You know, first time going that long on the dirt. Obviously, he had done it on the synthetic nice and easy. But uh, draws the inside here. I think that's a big advantage at Tampa. I think it's a tight track with those turns. I think being on the inside in a long race like that, he could save the ground. And uh, he's a long shot that I kind of like in the Tampa Bay Derby. But, you know, every weekend now as you're leading up to the first Saturday in May, you're going to have derby preps almost every Saturday. I mean, there's smaller ones, obviously the big ones in early April, the Bluegrass and the Wood Memorial and, you know, it's going to be getting to that season, obviously, the Florida Derby. It's a great time to start following these three-year-olds. So Saturday's another big day for horse racing. What would You'll you see take... me all day complaining about, you know, the races, me losing. Uh, so. What was your take on the other Cassie, Champions Dream, the outside the 10? Because, I, I, you know, I'm looking at that one, and, uh, yes, because of the tight turns, that's not a great post to have 10 uh at tampa but if you toss the last the sam f davis you toss that one it, 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 if you watch the replay just got destroyed at the gate yeah uh had a nice run two back and that's one where it caught some early trouble which is i don't like that because you, you start doing it enough and and it's like well maybe it's not them that's the problem it's you that's the problem yeah but uh you toss that last one 20 to one. I, I you know, I kind of, I could, I could see using champions dream underneath as well. I, I, to me, I just look at this field. It is horrific. Um, It's like, they just wrote this specifically for Todd Pletcher. And uh, basically, yeah. I mean, this I is wouldn't that... be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, Rob, if a bunch of decent horses and, and, Trainers looked around and said, "Yeah, we'll 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 aim for something else. We'll we'll go to another one." Yeah, this I, I mean, one... this is this is kind of where you get in horse racing in today's game compared to years ago. Um, you know, horses avoid other horses. Horses wait for easier spots to earn the points. What what I mean, Tampa Bay Derby's never been like to me an incredible Derby prep race, but it's always been decent. Well, you um, get the points and you're in. Really, I yeah. mean, you win the you win the Tampa Bay Derby, you're in, right? Yeah, so. no, it's true, it's true. Um, listen, it was well meant last year at Saratoga in the, that maiden race for Gargan. They had a ready, they had him ready that day. He raced really good there on the front end. I always get a little leery, like when a maiden like that breaks his, you know, breaks his maiden on the front end. How's he gonna come back? You know, they shot for the stars there and brought him back into Champagne. That was not good. Uh, you know, didn't fare well in there. But then they brought him back into Nashua at Aqueduct. Finished up the year strong, had a nice race in there. I thought he saved ground. I thought he raced really well. I thought it was a perfect ride by IRAD, actually. 
for that race. You know, they, they bring him back at Tampa. Race is great going the seven furlongs. Um, the biggest thing to me will be the distance, but he's had to justify, you know, a, a tap at Mayor. He should be fine with the distance. They paid 425 for him at the sale. So, you know, he's well meant as far as the breeding side. Um, Gallardo, I mean, the biggest knock to me is honestly the post position and, you know, this kind of distance from out there as he reacted at. Yeah, but I'm with you. Classic car wash, the Robin Stu show pick. Um, you love to see that. You love to see that. I was on that horse last time. That horse when has we wear free wool. No shot Saturday. If you're listening to the show, oh, yeah. No shot. That's Put true. a red fucking pen right through that. That'll never happen. Kind of the kiss of death. Hey, folks, that'll do it for us next week. Eric Haslam. Uh, we're gonna be going over the tournament Tuesday morning that will drop in your wherever you're listening to podcasts. Also, check us out YouTube, Pulse Sports Network. Like and subscribe. Throw just toss it on, turn it on. Throw a like, throw a comment. The algorithm loves comments and likes. Uh, hook us up over there. Roberto, we got somebody. We, we need to get back to baseball. We need to get some baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on getting a Phillies person on. It doesn't help when I tweet at the Phillies. Nobody cares, this and that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm complaining about trading Reese Hoskins. Hey, we'll get Reese Hoskins on the show. He can tell me to go <laughs> fuck myself. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, no, we're going to try to get a Phillies guy on. It's getting to be baseball time. You know, I, I can get a Mets Mongo any time of the week. You know, we can wait, get Scott wait, back well, on. You yeah. know the Mets Mongo I want you to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was on Philly Mongos at one time. Yeah, he is a character and a half for Frank the Tank. I mean, but, you know, it is wild how many fucking Mets fans I know and I associate with. I, and... and... It would be a shame if somebody just brought up that Darren Ruff, according to you know sabermetrics, not not that bad of a player, right? I, listen, Dude. a great player. Listen, anytime you can win 101 <laughs> games and lose in the wild card, you love to see it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get some AL East mongos on soon. We got to talk a little central. We're going to talk the rest of baseball coming up here soon. Um, man. This is a nice month. We got a Masters coming up soon. We got the draft coming up. This is a nice little, nice little change of pace before. We're getting it rolling. The summer we're is horrific. Rolling. We're getting it rolling. I'm back from Costa Rica. I'm ready to go. I'm fresh. I put the Super Bowl loss behind me. Um, well, no, that's not true. It'll never be behind me. It'll be. It's, I think about it's it. It's never day. over. Yeah, it's never. No, I think about it every day. <laughs> All right. And on that uplifting note for Rob, I am Stu. Take care, brush your hair, and we'll see you after a while. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. We got Power Sweep coming up going to be releasing that at the end of august and get on board for power sweep at ncsports.com definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com and like i said you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh with Stu and bobcat every week here as well as at north coast sports ncsports.com and we're looking forward to football season.